Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is episode number 43 of the Hustling for Happiness podcast. Three quick tips to manage anxiety. Hello, beautiful people. This is Chris Teich, the creator of Hustling for Happiness. And if you're unfamiliar with what that is, Hustling for Happiness is a personal development website where I write blog articles to inspire you to get after your goals and dreams each and every day and to help you live a better life. But if you don't have time to read the blog or you don't enjoy reading in general, then I record it for you here on the podcast. Uh, So let's get into episode number 43, three quick tips to manage anxiety. So more and more followers on Instagram are sending DMs to me, and I can't tell you how honored, humbled, and grateful I am for it. Those of you that are reading and listening, please know that I am a one-man operation here, (laughs) and I will respond to all of you once I can. I will respond, but it might take a little bit of time. Um, So this is one of the DMs which was sent to me, and I feel it will help a lot of you during this crazy quarantined corona COVID time. Uh, Here we go. Hey, Chris, thanks for all that you're doing with the blog and the podcast. I deal with crazy anxiety paralyzing anxiety. Any advice on how you can help me? Now, that was all I got from this person. I've since responded asking for specific scenarios, but I haven't gotten a response back. So in the interim, I figured I would do my best to help however I could. Now, a disclaimer, first and foremost, if you do deal with the symptoms or suffer from anxiety or depression, especially those two are the big ones, there is no shame in seeking out professional help. Please go and speak to a therapist. Go and speak to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Seek out that help. There's no shame in it. Don't feel guilt in it. I encourage it. I really recommend that you do it, especially if it's extreme and it's keeping you from enjoying life and living your best life. You know, there's no shame when we seek out teachers or mentors or coaches. It is the same thing for the mind when it comes to therapy, when it comes to psychoanalysts, and when it comes to psychiatry. Seek out those people and speak to someone. Something else to note, this will not be a full breakdown of anxiety. I will do that in the future. This one's just going to be a quick episode Uh, giving you three quick tips to help manage anxiety. Three quick tips that have helped me in the past and I hope help you in the future. So let's dive in. Number one, meditation. Quote, the habit of spending nearly every waking moment is lost in thought, leaves us at the mercy of whatever our thoughts happen to be. Meditation is a way of breaking the spell. Sam Harris. A quick tangent here from the blog. If you don't know who Sam Harris is, I highly suggest you look him up and do your research. And when it comes to meditation, this guy is pretty much the authority on it. He is a neuroscientist. He's spent decades researching the mind and meditation. I think he actually did a silent retreat at one point in Nepal or India, somewhere like that. But he has created the app called Waking Up. It is a guided meditation app. It's fantastic. I highly suggest that you get it and invest in it because it will benefit you, especially 
if you tend to suffer from anxiety or depression. Now, back to the blog. As you probably know or have heard, meditation is one of the most effective ways of getting control of your brain. It develops an awareness of your thoughts and inner dialogue. Meditation is important for so many reasons. However, right now I want to point out a particular component that helps immensely during times of anxiety. It gets you to breathe, (laughs) which is something that most people, when they're experiencing an anxiety attack or a panic attack, forget to do. Meditation gets you to breathe slowly and consciously. Now, as you and I know, breathing is pretty important. I mean, you'd be dead without it, literally. So the key here to breathing properly is doing it slowly. When someone experiences an anxiety attack, there are physiological responses that only add to the panic attack, that only add to the anxiety attack. The the physiological responses only add to that overall feeling of flight, fight, or freeze that they feel. Their breathing when they're in these states, in most cases, becomes shallow and fast, very quick. That's when the sympathetic nervous system kicks in. So if you're unfamiliar with that, the sympathetic nervous system, excuse me, is responsible for the tension and the feeling of flight, fight, or freeze. That is felt by those who suffer from anxiety attacks. Knowing this, we must do our best consciously to consciously engage its opposite. The opposite of the sympathetic nervous system is the parasympathetic nervous system, which spawns a feeling of rest and digest. The parasympathetic nervous system is the complete opposite and thus yields the complete opposite result. The trick is being able to breathe properly in the middle of an anxiety attack or at the start of one. Does that make sense? So at the start of an anxiety attack, heart rate is increasing, breath is getting more shallow, you're starting to freak out, you feel the panic rising, that's when you have to consciously engage the parasympathetic nervous system. Now, how do we do this? We do it with deep, slow breaths from the diaphragm, like a singer, like they breathe before a big note. This is the way to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Deep, slow breaths. Now, what helps me uh, mentally, I guess you could say, is thinking of my breath going all the way down to my lower abdomen, as if I'm breathing from there and not my chest. And the physical clue that you're doing it correctly is not having your chest move at all when you breathe. It should just be your stomach that rises up and goes back down type of thing. Now, consistent meditation, ideally each day, each day, it helps you connect not only with the breath, but also with those feelings of rest and digest more often and more frequently. You can literally train yourself to breathe properly over time, which increases your chances of being able to breathe in the manner... (laughs) Sorry, what did I write here? Oh, oh, okay, I got it. You can literally train yourself to breathe properly over time, which increases your chances of being able to breathe in the rest and digest manner 
when you freak out. There it is. I can read. I promise. (laughs) So this enables you the possibility of gaining control over your state and reeling yourself back into the realm of calm centeredness. When you feel that panic rising, take a deep breath, slow, deep breath down to your stomach. And that is going to engage the parasympathetic nervous system. And if you keep doing that for a little bit, those slow, deep breaths, that's going to lower the anxiety that's been rising. It's going to lower your heart rate. It's going to calm you down a little bit more. All right. I hope that makes sense. Sorry that I stumbled over my words. You know, (laughs) sometimes it happens. Now, I want you to write this down if you can. If not, commit it to memory because it deals with the next two points. You can learn anything from running and reading. So point number two, motion. Once we have calmed down and have control again, we must move. Motion stimulates emotion. You don't believe me? Smile for 10 seconds. Then force yourself to laugh out loud. If you do that long enough, feelings of joy will follow it. It's the same thing when you move. We have to move. We have to train. We have to walk. We have to work out. This releases those feel-good chemicals that I've talked about all the time, like dopamine, and allows us to move the bad mood or bad states through us faster. Movement moves the mood. Train. Go running. Now, quick tangent. For me, it's running. Okay, why? I hate it. I hate running. I hate long distance running so much. I can't stand it, but I do it because it's the voice that's inside. The voice that is inside our heads, right? I'll get to that in a little bit. It is the loudest for me when I go running, right? So what is the benefit of doing this? Well, the benefit is twofold. First, as I mentioned, you release those better feeling chemicals. Second, You learn that process of controlling the voice in your head. That voice which jumps to fear and doubt and paranoia and constantly thinks that everything will go wrong in a state of anxiety. It's the same voice that creeps up in our workouts. So that voice that puts you in an anxiety attack is the same voice that comes up in our workouts. It tells you you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're fat and weak. Everything is going to go wrong. Everyone is going to leave you. You suck. Quit. That voice. You know what I'm talking about? Training, running, lifting, cycling, etc. gives us the opportunity to silence that voice. I hate running so much. I can't tell you guys and girls and everyone who's listening, all you folks, I cannot tell you how much I hate running, but I do it because that's when the voice is the loudest for me. It's literally screaming to stop. Stop doing this. We hate this. Like, I envy my brother, my younger brother, for example. He was a runner in high school, cross country. Those guys and girls would literally go for a six-mile run as a warm-up. I'm like, how? How do you do that? I, I, I don't understand. But I intentionally run because that's when the voice is the loudest. And if I can continue to run then that means that I can keep that voice under control when it is its loudest. And if I can silence it when it's screaming at me in its loudest manner, then I can do it when anxiety takes over. Does that make sense? So motion was the second point. The third point, books. Quote, 
A reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never reads lives only once. George R.R. Martin. Okay, my friends, reading is fundamental to your progress, growth, and success, especially when it comes to learning new skills, right? There is no excuse today why you cannot read. None. It is easier than ever to get books. Hard copy, paperback, ebooks, and audiobooks are all around you and in abundance, and you can get them on Amazon. Every single one of you is on Amazon every single day right now, anyway. Get a book. Now, even if you don't have the ability to read, you can listen. Audiobooks are, in my opinion, the fastest way to read anyway. You can even double the speed of the audio and learn the information faster. So, you can listen to audiobooks when you cook, you can listen when you clean, you can listen when you commute. I suggest you kill two birds with one stone and listen while you work out. Running and reading, right? Audiobooks during cardio sessions are phenomenal. They're absolutely phenomenal. And if you can focus on the audiobook, you're going to be learning the information while you're also moving. So you're releasing feel-good chemicals and mentally you're distracting yourself by learning new information. What are you distracting yourself from? The thing that gave you an anxiety attack to begin with, right? Anyhow, back to the blog. Humans have been around for some time now. And if you're going through something, I guarantee you, I guarantee that there is a book out there which covers it. Somebody else somewhere has gone through what you're going through and they've written about it. You can learn the stories of others and absorb their methods for overcoming issues and then apply it to your life. Hearing or reading the mistakes of others can save you from potential decades of mistakes yourself. So if you suffer from anxiety, educate yourself on it more. Read about the brain. Learn about the physiological responses of what happens and what takes place, what chemicals are released. Then find the authorities on the topic. Like who is the greatest psychiatrist or doctor when it comes to anxiety in the world? It's rhetorical. Go and find out. Go and read about it. Learn about it. So then you can consciously say to yourself, oh, this is what's happening in my body as opposed to, oh my God, I'm feeling anxiety. Why is this happening? My heart is so heavy. Everything is falling apart. All these other different things that normally say it. Education will empower you, right? And it can help you, not guarantee, but it can help that you gain better control over your state, right? So I highly suggest that you check out my reading list. Uh, I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. These books were monumental in changing my mindset and uh, helped me so much experience less depression because that's what I suffered from more than anxiety, right? I I have no doubt that it will benefit you and your life and your experience and then put you on a path of self-discovery and self-creation. So hopefully... You'll go and check out the reading list. Hopefully, you will invest in a few of those books. And hopefully, you'll become a bookworm like me and continue to grow and continue to educate yourself about life, your mind, yourself, and the ability to enjoy all three more, right? Education is the antidote and the cure for ignorance, my friends, right? At least I believe so. Anytime that I don't know something, I look it up. Google it, I YouTube it, I Spotify it, whatever I can, right? 
the more educated I am, the more empowered I feel. It's really that simple. So final thoughts. I believe that we can overcome almost anything from running and reading. That's just my particular take. Running to control the voice in our heads, reading to educate and arm ourselves in this battle, the battle against fear, doubt, anxiety, depression, and the like. So like I said, a little bit of a shorter blog and episode today. Uh, Please know that I will do an episode in the future about anxiety in much greater detail. That one will probably be somewhere in the half hour to 45 minute range where I really break it down. It's a big topic and it's a touchy topic still for so many. And I don't understand why more people aren't open to talking about it. I think it needs to be a part of the conversation. I think anything dealing with mental health needs to be owned not judged and and just just met with an openness so that we can better understand ourselves and and then better understand each other and help other people you know what i mean but it's just my two cents it's my two cents on the matter looking to help as many people as i can looking to help you if this episode has brought you some value please share the content please share it Uh, with anyone that you feel might benefit from it. Send them a text, send them the link. And as you all know, I'm trying to help as many as I can while I can. Don't forget to sign up for a free copy of the Self-Discipline Manual. I will put a link in the description. And let's not forget those points. Meditate, run, and read. Those are the three quick tips that I could give you today to help manage your anxiety. Uh, I love you all. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the DMs. Thank you for listening. And keep hustling for happiness, my friends. Peace.